Hello everyone, uh, a road trip tonight, we're in the King's Theatre. Uh, I'm on my own for the moment, Adam will be here, he's finishing his work and it's my day off. But I am joined with an old friend and a new friend, so we are here to, to talk to the guys who are doing On Your Feet. Uh, and so we have a percussion team with us on dr- uh, drums, we have Mr Dan Hayward, hello Dan. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, I'm lovely, thank good. you. Good, and on percussion, an old friend of mine from college, Mr James Gordon, how hello. are you sir? I'm fine, how are you? Very well, it's very lovely well. To, lovely to see you again. You too, it's been, we were talking about this a minute ago, it's been a long time, eh? Yeah, it took us a little while to figure out how long actually, but yeah. yes, we think 2013 I think, yeah, which is, which is like quite that. scary, it's a long time. Yeah, it is a long time. James and I had done something very similar to this before, um, sort of interview thing, that actually, I, I shamedly never saw the light of day because it was, these were blog interview things I did and they were taking too bloody long to transcribe <laughs> so I think I still have it somewhere man so I might send it to you it's probably going to be the same now to be honest probably. same, same story same yeah. chat <laughs> um, so I think it's, it's it's certainly somewhere along the line so I'll, I'll try and find it and send it so uh, how's the show? it's been great I think so far it's kind of it's a really relaxed atmosphere which is cool okay. it's nice to have like a nice bunch of people and Mm. a nice vibe to the, the actual production as well so it's cool to kind of not have any pressure or anything mm. like that hanging over it it's really nice yeah the pressure was on at the start though yeah. if you remember if you yeah. remember rightly <laughs> there, there Dan we had to audition for this show which, oh, okay. was, which was quite an intense situation wasn't it it was it insane the, the whole thing because I don't know about you I haven't really auditioned for anything before so no. it's come up no. it's, it's a fairly new thing for both of us I think mm-hmm. um, it was just the most surreal experience ever because we we First of all, it was an individual audition with um, one of the original Miami Sound Machine members called Clay Oswald, <laughs> okay. who was the yeah. MD in London. Right. So it was an individual for, I think, did you have to do the individual one as well? Yeah, well, I went in and played with, um, so yeah, I got, off, I got asked to go in and, and do the audition, obviously. And um, well, there, was a, there was, I don't know how many percussionists were there, but when I auditioned, I went in with a, with a, a, a Spanish guy who just finished doing the tour in <laughs> Holland. <laughs> So I was like, man, this is this is not going to be my day, anyways. And you know, so the two of us auditioned at the same time. So he played congas, I played timbales, and then we switched. Okay. Um, but this was in front of the fixer and Clay Ostwald. So there was no there was no hiding there. It was no, no. you know, it was it was it was a terrifying day. But then if you kind of made it through that stage, and they sort of said, you know, we'd like you to stick around or or please feel free to go home, kind of thing. It was quite yeah. you know, quite sort of cutthroat. And then. They had us in in bands, so we'd, we'd we'd go in with a bass player, drummer, and we'd all kind of come together, and they'd kind of mix people in and out. But while this was happening, Gloria Estefan had turned up to sit in and have a listen. Yeah. So the news kind of filtered through to us, and we were just sort of next door in this sort of cafe, which is sort of backed onto the studio. Yeah. Um, and word kind of filtered through. Oh, Gloria is going to be here for the afternoon. So of course we didn't believe like, them at first, did we? No, I thought this, cause <laughs> like can't, this can't be true. But <laughs> no sure way. enough, that we walked in the room and she sat there with with Clay, and they're kind of chatting about the good old days. And I thought, I can't, wow. I can't believe what I'm seeing here. You know, um, so surreal. The whole was, thing was just so surreal. It really was. I think afterwards we all just sat. We went over the road afterwards, didn't we? Just just to kind of calm down. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, Did that just happen? Like yeah. that's mm. it's insane. But um, yeah, so, so yeah, the start was a bit hectic obviously <laughs> but yeah since then it's kind of just been a really nice run and good it's mm. cool it's is really this nice the first run. time you guys have worked together no this is our no. third third show together I think Evita was the first one yeah for how, well we did Evita for like how long was that about two years we did about maybe? two years together and then you moved on yeah so we, we yeah. put about two years on that together yeah then we did um, um, then there was this when we when we went on to this, and then there was there was a slight kind of gap in the middle where we went to do West Side Story at Leicester Curve. 
Oh yeah. So we did that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now back to this. So the cool. third one all together. So we've we've done quite a bit of playing yeah. together as a yeah. kind of unit kind of thing. Well, it's funny, isn't it? From, you know, from from my perspective, being a percussionist, it, I, I do get to work with some incredible drummers. You know, mm-hmm. Dan obviously being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so stop it, come on. Look <laughs> but you know, I do I do see them. You know, I do I do get to work with them a lot. You know, so I see I see a, a great perspective. You know, sitting on that percussion chair working with incredible drummers sat behind you yeah. know doing their, doing their thing um, so that's, that's fun for me to kind of see that you know because when Dan moved on we got another drummer in a guy called Rob Parsons who was just you know again he's doing his thing he's an unbelievable mm. drummer so I, I'm very spoiled when I work with people like Dan you know from, from my chair it's yeah. just it's fantastic so you all have a like an empathy and chemistry now in this and having played together before it's, it's when you come into this it just kind of slots in place yeah, I think so. There, there was never an issue with that. Sorry, that, can I get you to move? Oh, that better. Sorry. I'll keep turning. One second. Let me do this. So, um, yeah, I don't think there's ever... Nobody's mentioned it anyway, unless they've been really kind. Yeah, right, exactly. There's never, there's never been anything like that I think we've had to contend with. It's always just slotted quite nicely. Mm. Right. Um, but it's great. It's like, like the same with James. It's good to play with, with a percussionist who kind of... Who's kind of got an idea of what you, you both want to achieve. Like to, so yeah. you know the spaces where you, you can play and the spaces where you don't want to play to get mm. in the way of what's going on. Uh-huh. It's great. It's a really good thing. I think it works really well. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, it's always worked well. Actually, ever since you sort of started, we, you know, when we start, when you start a new show, there's, there's very little rehearsal. We're talking, you know, three-hour band call maybe, where you just kind of play through. But most of that time, is spent trying to get the click tracks to work, trying to get the, the aviums working. You know, <laughs> yeah, so like, yeah. you know, very little time is spent playing. So the first time we played together was um, was Evita back in the bank hall. Yeah, back in the bank hall. And Dan was on it from from the second the MD pressed that first click. It was like, oh my goodness, this guy is unreal. This isn't going to be me just like you know picking you up for, t- for however <laughs> no, long. No, please continue. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it was just like, oh my goodness, I need this that boost is. Today. Yeah, it was just like this is just so easy to play with. You know exactly where you are. You know, and again, as Dan says, the spaces where he goes, the spaces where I go, are kind of like you know we just allowed each other that time and space. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you, what you did with that part when he when he first came in, just kind of brought it right up to date. Um, which made my life so easy. It's like, man, he's doing that. I'm going to basically just just copy his feels and just kind of play with him. So, yeah, yeah the two of us, I think, have always worked well together. I guess, as Dan says, no one's yeah. ever said anything otherwise, but probably just not telling us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll probably just go through a stage where we get no work in a year's time. It'll be fine. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and that'll be, ah, it didn't yeah. work. We'll, okay, we'll still have each other there, Dan. We'll yeah. always have each other. Yeah, it'll be like, fine. <laughs> same Starbucks together. Basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In silence. Yeah. <laughs> Complete silence. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, did you get James? Do you get to be colour on top of what he's doing then? Is that how this works? Yeah, Dan is like you know um, meat and bones, and I just get to hit the wind chimes and a bit of tambourine, and that's mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, no joking. But, uh, <laughs> you've got a load of so you play a load of like the, the hits that happen on stage and stuff. Yeah, mainly absolutely. from you actually, aren't yeah, they? The they are, yeah, no, I think um, yeah, this 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 show especially, I think there's a, there's a nice shared role in that. You know, right. there's a lot of um, lot of obviously you know Latin heavy heavy salsa going on. Well, mild salsa we like to call it. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm joking. But you know, seriously, there's there's a lot of the salsa stuff going on. So Dan's laying down the groove, which gives me the chance to kind of like you know play the timbales and play the salsa stuff. But you know, when it, when it comes to playing the hits with the dancers on stage, yeah, a lot of that does come from me. So it's okay. a, it's a heavily involved pad but in fact there's no there's no, no easy chairs on this show at all everyone's no. really having to give it all the time you know? yeah I can imagine it's quite yeah. high energy as well it's, it's good yeah. I mean it, it, speaking about those hits it was a really weird thing because when when we both got the ego obviously me and me and the assistant MD at the time who's now the MD for the tour mm-hmm. called Danny Belton we were in rehearsals for six weeks with the cast right from when the cast I think Danny was in on the first day they all met 
right. and I was in on the second day. So we had six weeks of playing through with all the cast, learning the dance routines along to us, which I'd never experienced before. Usually it had just been like a single band call like we had for Evita, mm. and then going to the show. But for this, it was a full-on process of like six weeks of rehearsal before the rest of the band came in. Um, so in rehearsals, I had to play all the hits that James has to do as well as the kit part. Right, wow, but okay. then, but then, when we got to the band call, showing off now. But then, oh, sorry. But, but then, but then, when we got to the um, the band call, um, I just carried on playing the same thing. The MD was like, no, 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 that's there now. <laughs> so you just keep it as simple. I just would basically just keep it as simple as possible, so uh-huh. that everything else can kind of move properly on top of it. Right. Because I definitely it, it needs to be too complicated, especially when there's that da- like really and the dance routines in this are ridiculous as well. They're yeah, insane. Okay, yeah, right. So I think they need. They just need it to be as solid as possible yeah. for them to be able to do their thing, I suppose, mm, mm. without kind of over, overcomplicating it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I know James would have done a lot of Latin at college, especially with guys like Dave Hassel. Mm, mm. So I'd imagine you had quite a strong foundation already coming in. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's, I'm constantly trying to get better, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think with, when, it, when it comes to playing percussion, um, there's just so much you're expected to do, you know, so many styles, so mm-hmm. many instruments you're expected to, to learn uh, and be kind of on top of. So, for example, you know, we, we, we're doing this, which is uh, congas, timbales, bongo, all that kind of Latin stuff. And then, you know, we, we went off and did West Side Story, which is four malic vibes, <laughs> timpani, xylophone, you know. So I remember thinking, I can't remember even how to play this instrument anymore. So, you know, it's difficult to kind of keep on top of all that stuff. So with the Latin stuff, I'm always trying to improve. But yeah, the foundation did come from college, um, you know, working with Dave Hassel. And I did get the opportunity to go to Cuba uh, a couple of years ago. Just oh, wow. the timing kind of worked out well, because if you remember, Dan, we were... We were, we were touring Europe with the Vita at the time. Uh-huh. And um, do you remember, they, they had us booked to do um, a couple of countries and for whatever reason, they, they kind of just pulled out these, these places. So we ended up with about five weeks where I think we were still being paid to be on the tour, but we, we weren't working. So I was like, right, this is, this is, this is the time. So uh-huh. I, just, I just booked a flight and went out to Cuba for, wow. I think for about a month or so and just, just took lessons. And you know, what I, what I really learned from that experience was I really couldn't play Latin music. It was like, it was next level. I mean, you know, just, just sitting, having a beer in a, in a, in a cafe uh, and the sort of a band just not, sort of, yeah, just kind of busking almost outside was some of the most incredible music I'd ever heard. Mm-hmm. You know, a singer playing timbales and bongos like I'd never seen before. You know, it was just, just incredible just to see and experience that. Yeah. Uh, and I did spend, you know, the three or four weeks um, taking lessons with... Um, you know, a, a few of the sort of legends of, of, of Latin music, which again just blew my mind. You know, I had to I had to be really diligent with the whole thing, GoPro the whole thing, rec- record the whole thing. Cause I just couldn't remember it all. Yeah. You know, it's just the the, the the level at which they operate is just something I've never experienced before. Yeah. But you know, when I came back and kind of digested what they were talking about, um, you know, I, I started to practice and started doing all the trying to make the the sounds and just to sort of take my Latin playing to that sort of you know, from level one to level 1.5, you know, that's basically where I'm at. Yeah. So, you know, that was, the, that was the goal of that. So I got lucky there. And that actually, um, that was the whole reason why I was sort of invited to go on audition for this show. Right. Because they were like, they only really want Latin people, but because you've been to Cuba, you know, you, and I was like, my goodness, if they, you know, I'm still not in the same leagues as these guys who are in this room. But, you know, that one trip did, did get me in the room at least. Yeah. Um, you know, and like I say, I auditioned with the guy who just finished the tour in Holland and he was absolutely outrageous the stuff he was playing so I just was very happy to just play almost nothing just kind of just chill and let him he was going nuts playing conga solos and timbale solos 
and uh, I just played nicely underneath and uh, in the end I think that was, that was enough for them to see that alright he can play he's not too over the mm-hmm. top it's, uh, that's, that's who you want to have on the tour so I got very lucky there so yeah um, the foundation did come from college but you know it's just until you, unless you go there and experience what's going on over there it's just they're I just had, on a um, different level our customer had actually gone on holiday Hello. Um, I had a customer who, who went to Cuba on holiday mm. and he said these guys are playing all this stuff and they're playing it on the worst instruments you've ever yeah, seen man. as well Yeah. because there's like embargo so they can't get any gear yeah 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 so he came home and just bought them a whole bunch of percussion and sent it over just yeah. because they're like oh, that's great like congas well the heads are all deflated and they're not you know and, yeah, and yeah. The, the sticks are terrible and they're still making the mm, greatest absolutely music. well I went to uh, I had you know I'm going to drop a, a name here I went to have lessons with Changuito who's like oh, okay. you know, yeah it's just a and I didn't realise quite how big he was at the time you know when I, before I went you know now I realise god I, was, I can't believe I was sat in the same room as that guy and I had yeah. lessons with him but he brought out these like you know these congas, which are which are basically like barrels with with heads on, and the sound. I was like, I, I mean, this, it sounds like me playing on a, an upside down bin. I was like, I can't get anything out of it. He, yeah. he just like, you know, give it to me, and the stuff he played, the sounds he was making on this these dreadful instruments are just outrageous. You yeah. know, so I think you know that's um, that's something that you know I've always you know not using as an excuse, but you know I need the best gear I can get to make me sound like you know I've got any idea of what yeah. I'm doing basically. Dan, did you have a background in this before you started playing it? Um, to be completely, I've done the odd like small group thing where there'd been a, a, a bit of like Latin stuff on it and mm-hmm. things, but again it was just kind of a minor exposure at college really. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when obviously when it came in. I'd, I'd obviously heard her music before as well. Like my pa- my parents were obsessed with Gloria Estefan, right. so like when I was growing up, it was all listening to a lot of that stuff anyway. As I was growing up, um, but in terms of like going to Cuba, I haven't had the chance. Unfortunately, I'd still love to go at some point, mm-hmm. but um, it, it's been it's been a, a learning curve. But it's good because you always kind of want to be learning anyway and constantly developing and things. So yeah. it's been cool to kind of listen to it and apply it with the people who actually wrote it as well like yeah. which has been the most surreal thing um, but it's, it's been okay I think it, it's it's um, there's a lot of stuff in this from the kit chair perspective anyway it's a lot more poppy there's, there's obviously some like heavier Latin ones like Meteor is like a really heavy Latin tune there's Tradition which is um, pretty mental but really good <laughs> um, but the rest of it's just really really nice solid kind of pop grooves really okay. so it's kind of a nice balance of the two I'm, yeah. st- I'm still trying to work on it myself like James said you've always got mm. to try and develop mm. so yeah. it's good it works I always that music always struck me as a, it's just the, the interlocking of all the parts has been one of the hardest things to actually nail down mm. playing yeah. kind of Latin music you know if you especially if you have to take the bass drum off one <laughs> yeah we're so used to that grounding yeah, yeah the, exactly the minute you take it away uh, it could, like you, would you have done samba at college? Do you ever yeah, do any yeah, work yeah. with Mario? Yeah. And uh, no, I didn't get the chance to do it with Mario. Actually, that that would have been fantastic. It was a roast. Yeah. Um, Mario Caribe was one of the lecturers, and he's Brazilian. He's a bass player. Oh, awesome! Um, so he would do. We would do a whole module on playing Brazilian music. Oh, and, great! Man. And like, it, it's amazing, man. But the, the first day when you, he's like, no bass drum on one, and he'll tell you you've turned the beat round, and you don't even know you've turned yeah, the beat yeah, round, yeah. and it's like. Oh shit! This is hard, man. This is, and it's just like turning the tap on at these guys. Mm. It's just oh, the absolutely. Most they've just thing. they've just grown up with it. They just know yeah. it. Yeah, it's like ingrained in them, isn't it? It from really a young is. Age, yeah. it's, 
it's not it's not it's, it's a different system over here the music education to what it is over there I imagine mm. well, 100% it's, it's all sort of folk music to them that's yeah, right exactly yeah. I think that's yeah. easy to forget that our folk music is very different it's based in triplets usually especially in Scotland you know mm. reels and jigs and all that are mm. very very different things to to a, a bossa nova or a, a salsa or a songo mm. or any of these styles mm. you know yeah definitely roasting um, how how have the houses been have they been receptive to it so far yeah Good I think so um, it's been it's been great I mean, especially I think the, the most recent one which was awesome was Liverpool yeah they loved Th- that it that went mental right. well actually um, saying that last night here in Glasgow we, had, yeah. we opened our first show here last night pretty much full house I would I would have said and uh, they were absolutely loving it right. man. absolutely loving it going going crazy and it's so lovely to, to, to see that I, know, I certainly know the actors feel the same way yeah. mm. uh, to get that energy you know sometimes you have to, they have to work a little harder to get people involved but you know once you know this is this is a show that seems to work really well a lot of the times with these jukebox musicals they kind of have the songs then they write the story right. and they kind of like meander so that the two kind of match up yeah. this show seems to work really well as a show the story is you know it's, it's her rise from you know from nothing to this huge global megastar uh-huh. um, and the music kind of tracks that um, right. journey quite nicely um, so the story itself and the show is so easy to get on board with. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, when this, we start playing, you know, the end of uh, end of that one, we, and we hear Conga for the first time, yeah. you know, everyone's going absolutely yeah, nice. Yeah, they yeah. love it. They love it. And, of course, at the end, you know, there's we, we sort of we sort of give what would have been the concert, you know, a, a real concert. So you've got the band on stage, oh, right. all the dancers, Gloria's up front, and Emilio, and they're just, you know, the audience are up on their feet and they're dancing and singing Amazing. you know it's, it is a great show and the, the people seem to really really enjoy it mm. for sure it's, yeah. it's not normal really for the band to be involved in the story is it unless it's something like Dirty Dancing but yeah typically yeah. we're tucked away yeah you know. this this has been yeah. my first show on stage has it, apart from West Side Story where they made a big big fuss yeah. about us there actually and that yeah, seems to be like a recurring theme now it's you know musicians are really being you know put into the forefront a, a lot of the mm. time you know yeah it's nice to see on musicals because they kind of wouldn't happen without them yeah absolutely yeah, exactly. well we're kind of like, like all the technical stuff you know and the sound yeah. team and the lighting team you know without them nothing happens absolutely nothing happens yeah. so you know it's um, with with us on the stage it, it has been great to be kind of made such a big fuss of and actually we're on this I mean I, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of being I mean <laughs> I should explain that poor Dan is actually in a box um, either off stage oh. or sub stage oh, all the time so I think I'm, I'm, I think I'm the only person in the whole production that isn't on stage oh. yeah. but it's fine it's just, that's the way that they did it um, yeah. on Broadway and it's always been the same so they um, it means you can let go of it and that's the sound engineer's job now isn't it you can just do yeah. your thing man yeah it kind of helps actually it's quite nice yeah. um, but it's, it's okay Most sometimes I'm kind of at the side of the stage so I can see what's going on okay. which is cool it's nice to have that contact but the, la- like the last two weeks especially I've been kind of sub-stage and, <laughs> but it's nice it means that I don't have to like put like a uniform on or do anything I can yeah, just yeah. turn up in what I'm wearing and it's nice yeah, to have yeah, a bit of a break sure. from that kind of thing mm. yeah. but um bless him bless yeah. him <laughs> yeah no it's, we, we do feel for you of course but you know they, they do make a big fuss of the band and well, we, we're on this sort of <laughs> yeah. uh, band truck which moves up oh, and down right. the stage so right. at the top of the show you know we're, we're right at the front and you know so we're sort of revealed and, and there we all are playing the dancers are going nuts the lights are going off so it's like a, it's like the concert it's like one of Gloria's shows I yeah. imagine great um, yeah and as, and as we're you know the, the story goes on 
Um, I mean, even I'm, I get involved in one of the scenes. Really. I mean, you know, finally, I'm joking. But like, uh, uh, you know, there's. Uh, I remember when uh, Clay Oswald in in the um, first band call was like, "Oh, there's a there's a moment where you have to go on stage and play a timbali thing with, you know, as if they're kind of creating conga." And I was like, "Is he being serious?" It's, you know, it's like really. But sure enough, I have to go on this little tr- little truck and they kind of throw me on the stage and we're kind of pretending like we're just kind of jamming out and, and we come up with the, 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 the... Well, Gloria then comes in and says, hey, how we, about we try this? And then we suddenly conger is born. And, right. you know, then they carry on with the scene and I'm kind of elegantly <laughs> wheeled off. Um, yeah, so for me, it's like I'm, I'm involved, you know, a, a lot more than I ever have been on a show before. Great. Um, you know, but yeah, it's nice to be, it's nice to be involved and nice to be... Um, on the stage for this sort of thing, you know, mm-hmm. and even in West Side Story, we, we were put up on this huge band rise. I mean, that was special anyway because we got to work with a full orchestra almost. It was like yeah, it was a six, sixteen, yeah, I think, and this, which is so rare to, awesome. yeah. to work with a, such a big orchestra. But they had really us good. up on this sort of high riser, and then we were revealed at various points. And you know, that's a nice thing as well. It's just nice to be sort of part of it as opposed to you know the audience can kind of hear us but they never really see us and yeah. you know as we're doing the play out their kind of coats on off they go but in yeah. this one it's the opposite we actually get a huge we get the last ovation at the end you know the oh, sort of all, the, all the actors are gone the band truck moves down so Dan's obviously yeah, just got <laughs> yeah so they can always hear Dan they can I'm always crying he's <laughs> actually, he bows in the box he does <laughs> like, every, <laughs> every night yeah. uh, bless him no so yeah we, and we sort of we move down and we sort of you know play a little bit and you know it's, it's so it is nice it's nice to be a, a part of this show from that perspective is yeah. there um, so you've obviously both done heritage shows as well because Westside and Evita are long established yeah. shows within the canon yeah. is there a difference in the way you have to play modern shows versus the way you approach heritage shows because it's I would think to sit on the Westside chair there might be a little bit more pressure from what's come before mm. and all that kind of thing um, I think with West with Westside it was um, it was a new arrangement of it wasn't it it was a new arrangement by the, the guy the MD um, George Dyer who kind of right. supervised it and some things and um, it wasn't so much that we were obviously it's a massive production so you kind of have some influence from what's gone before because it's it's a it's a really influential part it's part of rep as well at college and things like it's yeah. just, there's some yeah. things you just don't mess around with in that show yeah. but um, as it was a new arrangement some some of the actual production itself was a bit edgy and things so they, they wanted us to we had a bit of leeway to kind yeah. of try and mix it up slightly without uh-huh. kind of going too far off track but okay. it, was, it was quite good having that bit of flexibility with it sure. yeah that's right actually and even in the Mambo they, they were constantly saying just do your own thing do what you want to oh, do wow. okay. yeah. um, you know so in, in the band call it was I mean like band calls from my perspective were, were you know the arrangement George handed me we don't get the music beforehand he, he gave it to you like fresh off the printer <laughs> yeah, okay. in the I was like oh good thanks, thanks. Yeah, cheers, cheers, cheers George yeah. um, no, of course he's and he's a genius so the, this stuff is absolutely brilliant music the arrangements mm. are, are yeah. unreal um, but you know in the band calls I was like oh missed that didn't get there oh not got the right sticks in my hand you know it was uh, a nightmare but in the mambo sections like just just do anything you want right. so of course you know down down laid it down and, and you know I'm thinking well, there's usually at least at least timpani and one percussionist you know at least sometimes yeah. I've, done, I've done it with timpson three percussionists right. well, so okay. mm. to have me just one person um, trying to kind of get all that, all those sounds you're kind of expecting to hear. That was that was tricky to kind of to work out what the hell what I was going to do there. In the end, I sort of had um, 
the timbali, a timbali pattern going, a sort of a bongo pattern, and I had a, a, a clave on my foot too, just Jesus. to kind of give it a little bit more sound, you know, because it's just, mm. with just two of us, it was, they wanted this huge, we wanted, you know, massive, massive, and I think, well, there's only so much we can do, we can't, we can't play everything, but, yeah, yeah. you know, I think between the two of us, we worked it out so that it did sound, mm. A, quite authentic, but quick, uh, three, sort of quite uh, modern, up-to-date, I would mm-hmm. say, qu- quite sort of, um, flamboyant would be a word maybe just yeah. a little bit more kind of out there than the sort of diggy diggy doggy doggy diggy diggy the kind of the bongo patterns that are written and you know which is nothing wrong with those of course um, but uh, yeah I think that was they, they did let us kind of go go nuts on that a little bit and did they, they yeah. modernise the production or was it still sort of 50s yeah, no, man, it was, it was contemporary production yeah 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 this, the set was well the set was incredible man, the set like was, a big, it was like a three story yeah yeah it was it was like um it was like when you see a building being built, you see girders, steel mm-hmm. girders. It was basically like one of those with some platforms on it, but with it was three stories high. So when they right. wheeled it on, it was this thing was huge. Yeah, and it, they um, they really wheeled it from off stage to on. It was like it's huge, like you know, I don't know, it's a massive, you know, construction moving onto the centre of the stage. Uh-huh. It was amazing. Yeah, it was insane. That sounds bonkers. Mm. It sounds yeah, like it was, that's, yeah. that's a lot of pressure, uh, like to to firstly to play that many instruments, and secondly to try and create. A four-section sound with two of you. Mm. It's a lot to think about. Yeah. Well, he he basically like, there was a few things written into the kit part that aren't stereotypically in the kit part. There was loads of extra things written in your part. Yeah. That you had to I try enjoy, and navigate. I enjoyed so. that in the band calls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was great. It's it hilarious. Um, it's so funny. It's, it's yeah. funny because I, I don't think anybody gets your level of facility to just pull that out. Like like yeah. you handed yeah. the score on a band call mm. and then you have to produce that. Mm. Like quickly, because tomorrow maybe bank call to then Wednesday we're in rehearsals. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that was that's basically how it is because you know they, mm. they don't want to keep paying you for rehearsals after rehearsals. They mm. want you to do. We had maybe um, maybe two or three band calls. I can't remember now. And then straight into tech, as you say. In fact, the two of us were called into tech for the whole. When I say tech, I mean you know they go from queue to queue yeah. uh, on stage, yeah. teching lighting, teching yeah, sound. So you know. to tech, yeah, so so yeah. Dan and I were fortunately in for that. So. We actually got a ch- well. I certainly got a chance while they were doing that to kind of think, well, what on earth am I going to do in these sections mm. and and whatnot? But I think with, between the two of us, we got it. We got it done. Um, yeah. And that's that's not the first time that's happened either. I think. You think, um, you know, it, it, the two of us. You've, I mean, you're a very very fine percussionist. I have to say that. So I'm like, again, I'm just bigging him up here. But you know, so so. It is, How much did that cost him? Yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, so I knew that when we got asked to do this, you know, Dan would be happy to play bongos, be happy to play, you know, uh, toys and you know anything yeah, that yeah. I was like, man, can you just cover this just to give us a bit more sound? And I yeah. think that worked really naturally. I didn't really know, even have to say that to you. You know, it just it just kind of came together. You know, we had a few chats where we were like, let's let's try this, let's try that. So I think yeah. by the end of it, we we got it together pretty well. I would say. Yeah. Yeah, it was really enjoyable. It was, a quite, it was a nice little run, wasn't it, as well? It was cool. It was a nice theatre as well, and that helps. Like, the Curve's an amazing venue, and it's so yeah, nice. Yeah, it's stunning. Um, so, yeah, it just makes it all easier. Mm-hmm. It really helps when that, it's in that kind of environment. Mm. But I think we... Um, yeah, there was, there was kind of... There was a few moments where it was... It was um, it, it's obviously, like I said, being an old part. You kind of want to stick to it if you can. But there's... Because of all the extra things that added in, it, it, it was kind of nice to be able to kind of have that... Um, flexibility and to be able to kind of mm. do that with the MD's blessing as well because uh-huh. mm. some, sometimes an MD might be particular about what they want and things but George was very much kind of a, well you just try what, whatever you like and we'll yeah. see what works kind uh-huh. of thing so that really helped yeah they did help yeah. did you have that on a Vita or was it very much here's the part play the part <laughs> 
Um, no, I'd be interested to hear your answers to this because you you came in playing it like it was unreal what you were doing. The, in that part. It was weird because that. So for, sorry, did you James? Did you join Dan already, or did Dan join you already? Well, that was that was the start of a new tour, wasn't it? I think yeah. I just finished Sound of Music. I think. Had you been in on it before? Yeah, I'd done it. You did. I, didn't I did. You? Yeah, I'd, I'd done about a year already. Um, 2013, 2014. When did we start that? 2016. Yeah, yeah. Then I went. That's right. Yeah. So, so it was the start of a new tour. Right. So the two of us, first time we'd ever worked together, yeah. was okay. it was it was in that in that in that band call. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess I don't know. I think I, I just listened to previous recordings and just kind of went by the the desk recording that I had of of the old of the last band doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that there were certain. There's not too much flexibility with the Vita. Like it's kind of most of the score is you've got to play exactly as the dots are. Yeah. But the, there's like a few bars where where there's on the kit chair anyway where there's a bit of flexibility. So in those things, I tried to kind of put my own little spin on it, I suppose. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and luckily, the MD liked it because mm. if he didn't like it, he wouldn't be in. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah, sure. um, luckily, they were okay, and it kind of just gradually progressed from there. Because I don't think any show really. Mm kind of starts in one way and finishes exactly as it started there's always bits that kind of creep yeah, in I suppose yeah I guess so that's just the nature of evolution on yeah. all these things you mm. know so, yeah um, exactly I, th- I think people it's just because there's dances involved and stuff I guess that you just can't really mess around <laughs> no. so heavily you know if, with, with shows like that clicked in because they see, there seems to, it feels like there'd be a lot more room for movement in that music if it's uh, on the classical end of it more than on the pop end of it yeah mm. um I think with that one there were some. I think not all. What clicks? Clicks. Yeah. 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 Certainly the dance numbers were clicked. Like one yeah. um, yeah. of was all clicked. Yeah. Um, and again, that's t- that's a tempo thing. So there's there's not like loads of other instruments on the track. Yeah. That's just yeah. t- that's just for tempo. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's the same. And there's a a, um, a seven eight number in the second half. Money. Uh, money. Again, big big dance number. So mm-hmm. that was all that was all clicked. <laughs> Um, yeah. But apart from that, no, there's not too much going on there. It's all it's all down to you, really, keeping it. Yeah, but s- some of the clicks in that one were cued on the downbeat, mm-hmm. so there'd be no kind of lead in. Right. So it'd be we'd be playing, and then the MD would cue the click in straight away, uh-huh. so, as as we were going. So it was kind of difficult in that sense. I'd never really had that before okay. on anything I'd done so up until that point. Baptism of fire. Basically, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um. But it was great though, like I said, it's just a yeah, learning curve, isn't it? That's Adam downstairs, man. Alright, I'll go again. Yeah. You gonna go? Yeah. Do you want me to go? Oh, no, it's okay. Oh, cool. Okay. We can nerd out on drums for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Go yeah. for it. What gear do you play? So I've got a. Oh, so I'm leaning away from the mic again. So I've got a Liberty Drums oh, okay. custom yeah. kit, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. I've had it for. I think I got it in 2016. I was on another show, Avenue Q at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Andrew's great. And the yeah, guys in there, they're. they're yeah, they're very good, <laughs> what they do. They're really nice drums. Yeah, they are. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've got just basically a five-piece one of those. It's really simple on this gig. It's just a, f- a straight five-piece kit. I've got two. I've got three crashes, a ride, a splash. It's just pretty kind of basic stuff, really. So you don't need to worry about the, the kind of texture, really, if it's just drums, if James is doing all that? <laughs> yeah, basically. So kind of shoot you in. Yeah, yeah, it's quite nice. It, it's nice to have to be in that environment, actually. But it's yeah. um, it just kind of... Um, the thing about the Liberty Kit is it's got so much versatility in the tuning of it and stuff. Is like it it's, a birch kit? Uh, it's a blend. Mine is a blend of birch and mahogany. Right, yeah. Um, the, well, the, t- the, the toms and the bass drum are birch, birch and mahogany, and the snare drum is elm, burr, and birch. Right, okay, I think. well, yeah. So, because when, when I originally, kind of, when we were first talking, I went down to the factory and had a look, and we, ju- we just kind of discussed what kind of stuff I wanted. And, yeah. Um, 
we kind of came to the conclusion that, that was going to be the best field quality. But then I, I saw an advert, they just released that Ellen Burr and Birch snare right. about a month or three or, four, three or four weeks into the build of it. Mm-hmm. And I saw like a, a thing for it online and, and saw it somewhere and I was like, right, can I have that instead? Like, uh-huh. I'll add that snare to it instead if that's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And yeah, it was great. Andrew, I thought I'd turn that off. <laughs> it's good though, it's like a bus coming or something. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Um, thank you. But yeah, so um, <laughs> so yeah, it, um, it was really nice. And Andrew drove it down from Sunderland to oh right, like to, to Newcastle for me, I think. Yeah, he's a good dude. He, he's he's quality man. He's so good. Yeah, I've seen great. him for a while. Do you play the, the vector pedal? Have you seen that? Yeah, I've I've got one. I don't use it on this show. Right. But I, I use it for I've got like a few kits. And whenever I need a kit that's not my touring kit. I kind of use it on that. They're it's great, a, but they're really good. It's a great idea. It's a really good idea. Yeah. I think I've got mine slightly offset to the right, yeah. basically. Yeah, I, my only my only thing was that I really wish they would house this, the, the chain. Yeah. You know, because I just get the fear that the chain would break. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. They're quite, like, robustly built. I wanted the frame yeah. of them, so robust. Hi, man. Hey, man, how are you? Hello. I will let you pass them all we can edit this out, yeah? Uh, no, just I'm just going to leave it all in. Chairs, chaos. The, oh, the, listen, the tannoy goes, it's great. It's well, like some, it's like a waiter coming to, to get your order or something. Yeah, you know? I, I think they can override it, maybe, I don't know. Hello, one, two. Yep, you're good. Um, we were talking... Uh, I mean, I've been here the full time. Yeah, you have. We were talking <laughs> about the drums that, that Dan's playing, and he's playing on some, some lovely liberties. Oh, yeah. Nice yeah. one, man. Nice one. Cool. They're nice, they're lovely, man. They're yeah. really good. It helps. Um, but yes, yeah, so it's like with Andrew, man. Like he, he just he knows what he's doing, and the guys down there are great. And sure. It just yeah. it all just works nicely. It's good. So, what can I get? What's your setup for the show, James? Because I'd imagine you've got tons of fun. Yeah, it's 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 quite a lot going on. I've got um, sort of sort of stand in the middle to my left. I've got a Cerdo set of congas, bongos above those, timbales with sort of, you know, blocks and bells everywhere. Mm. And then on this side of me, a djembe. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, up here, I've got sort of a, I'm, I'm saying up here, like people can see what I'm doing. <laughs> just to my, just to my left is, uh, you know, wind chimes and sort of, um, sort of those sort of colourful noises, you know, mm-hmm. that's sort of some of the sort of dream sequences and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot going on. And we, because in London, there were two of us. So we had the luxury mm. of having, oh, wow. um, yeah, a very, very incredible percussionist called Dave Patman, who is just a legend, absolute legend. So to sit next to him for three months was like a, a schooling, you know, <laughs> yeah, schooling every yeah. day. It was incredible watching him play. But, you know, when we went on the tour, sadly, just the economics of how these things kind of work nowadays, they, they, we lost a couple of musicians, really sadly. Um, so I sort of absorbed a, a lot of his stuff as well to kind of make it, you know, a bit more of like just sort of one percussion pad, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was fun to kind of go through that process. But yeah, there's 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 tons of stuff in there, loads of lovely stuff to hit and you know be getting on with. So that's the waiter. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah he's that's just really coming cool. in. Take your order. He's almost yeah. like a fifth to this podcast, really. He, he, he yeah. should have a shot. We should bring him in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll have it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then, would, would that have been parts being doubled up that you had to then absorb? If you were playing with Dave for that long, was that was he? Were you doubling or was it separate so, parts? No, or? separate. So separate um, lines. So I was percussion one. He was percussion two. Right. Um, so on the pa- on the on the music, you know, we had sort of two in my line and his line. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, if I was uh, playing congas, he'd be playing a shaker and a, and a tambourine on two and four, sort of in the pop numbers. Um, so it wasn't so difficult to kind of like you know what are you going to keep what are we going to yeah. get rid of because that was obviously wasn't my decision no, how, no, no. whatever yeah. happened there 
Um, but they were like, would you, know, would you rather play Congos live or Shaker and Tambourine live? Uh, I, th- I think I'll play. Hmm. I think I'll play Congos. Thank you very much. <laughs> you know, so it was nice that I kind of got to be involved in yeah, that yeah, process. Sure. But you know, they didn't just say just they didn't say just play your line and we'll, we'll figure out what to do with Dave's line. They sort of said, let's try and, you know, bring the two things together or would you prefer to do that? And so it worked, it worked quite nicely. Yeah, so yeah. It was nice did they put it. anything on track? Uh, yeah, they did in the end. Yeah, I think. Because that's did. a big thing now, eh? I think Mamma Mia had the drums on track for the yeah, longest time. Yeah, that's right. Although that's now, that's now gone back. Yeah, you know, because it went to America and or Canada and their union made sure yeah. there was a drummer on yeah and the produ- that's right the it was something to do with like, their, their yeah. yeah the production were like oh damn drummers are good let's yeah that's drummer. right yeah <laughs> remember drummers <laughs> yeah that's right well, I, I, I always thought if there was one chair that was going to be safe on a tour it'd be a, a drum chair but when I went to sit in with Murdoch McDonald actually yeah, yeah. Um, he was telling me no man in a couple of weeks they're, they're putting that on track I was like I yeah. can't believe that this Ralph Salmon I think that's right it, yeah. that's right yeah And yeah. Um, but now that's gone back as you say so it's our lovely friend Robbie Gibson um, I know Robbie because he, guy, he yeah. bought drums from me for uh, the no, show right. so oh goodness me yeah, yeah, well, he's, so. he was on the percussion chair for, for a long time and then and then uh, you know uh, um, he's now playing drums and percussion on the tour so right. I mean, he's, he's working doubly hard as yeah. well you know. uh, Robbie's a good dude he bought a very very lovely sonar kit for that um, very purpose mm. you know so um, so yeah uh, I've totally I had a question in my head and it's gone oh no uh, it's gone <laughs> do you guys have like a favourite show that you've done previously to this one oof great question you I think first. well it, you know it, it, there's so many factors when you're thinking about like, what makes a great show for yeah. me um, A the music obviously but it's sort of you're, you're on tour for a long time sometimes you know mm-hmm. Um, I, I genuinely would have to say I think it's this one to be honest with you the music and the way I was you know before you arrived I was saying to Chris about uh, the band are on stage for the, for the more or less the whole time oh, right, we're brilliant. really part of the action yeah. um, you know I think and the, you know the team that we've got on this both in the band the, the actors on stage and everyone backstage you know it's such an incredible team of people they've put together so I yeah. think in terms of enjoying a show musically and kind of being away from home and being on tour for me I think it's this one yeah because I guess that kind of separates it from the, the kind of norm, I guess, of theatre. Because stage, please. Full company. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Get us out. Um, yeah, I guess that kind of separates it because you're so used to not being seen. Like, almost kind of must turn it into mm. almost like a gig. Kind of yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I think. Yeah, I was just about to say. You know, because again, before you arrived, Dan's in a box off the stage oh yeah, okay so right. he's, yeah. he's not seeing so much man. but for you but you, I know, <laughs> that, to deal with it, <laughs> I know <laughs> that you still love it you, you still it just as much as we do <laughs> yeah no I'd, I'd probably have to be willing to say the same thing mm. this one um, it's just it's just great music and it helps when it's that kind of thing like sometimes especially on shows where you've got you play a bit and then you, you rest in for like 20 minutes it, yeah. it can kind of sometimes wear a bit but with this one we're not really down for that long are we really we, no. we're pretty much playing the entire way through I think there's one bit where I've got seven minutes I think mm. but apart from that the rest of the show we're pretty much full on and they're, they're really nice tunes to play Yeah. even the ballads in it are just really well written and mm. the, the mm-hmm. charts are really well written as well mm. it just it's all it all just it's all great it's a, it's a really nice one to do this one is yeah plus we got to start this in the Coliseum in London mm-hmm. which oh, is wow. like a 3,000 seat venue so <laughs> yeah. no I pressure mean, right <laughs> oh man it was uh, I mean that was to do that it was incredible what yeah. you, you wouldn't have heard is that uh, when, on James's audition Gloria Estefan turned up Oh, wow. oh yeah. I mean, well, you know, yeah. Dan and I both had to audition for this for this yeah. job, 
and um, yeah she was you know we, we did the first half for the audition and for the afternoon where they were kind of putting us into groups you know yeah. mixing people in and out just kind of working out mm. um, the news filtered in that Gloria will be will be there for the afternoon like oh okay oh, cool yeah. nice one yeah so we were playing Gloria's music in front of Gloria in front of her musical director I mean it was an incredible insane. afternoon it was yeah. insane but even like when we got sent we, sent, we got ugh, can't talk today we got sent the recordings to learn the show from and the band in the band on Broadway were the Miami Sound Machine Oh, so we had to learn the recordings of the Miami Sound Machine playing this show. Yeah, so it's just, just surreal. It was surreal. so surreal. Yeah. the whole thing. That's nuts. Yeah, yeah, like, it's mental. Yeah, I mean, obviously it paid off, right? Because like you know, yeah, like, and, and the gig. Yeah, and so. she she wanted to be involved heavily with with everything. I remember we were in the building for our first band call, and mm-hmm. she didn't know, and she kind of heard us playing. And she sort of came like marching into the room. She wanted oh, to hear everything, oh, not well. marching. She sort of <laughs> ele- came in very elegantly into the room. And um, she wanted to hear everything. She sat with us for the whole band call. She was like, yeah. try this. Let me hear you play that. Let me, you know, she wanted to be involved heavily, heavily man. And mm-hmm. she knows her stuff. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. She, and then we, we, we really, what an amazing moment happened. We were playing what they call a sit probe, which is where um, the band play with the, uh, the cast for the first time. So we, we play through their music. They sing their songs and... You know, that's always a fun day yeah. but mm. Gloria was there she was there for the whole thing mm. and then at some point she started working with um, at the time Christy Prados who was, who was Gloria on Broadway who came over to play Gloria here mm-hmm. and, and our Gloria now who's Philippa Stefani who um, you know they're both incredible people and Gloria was working with them on her songs like when I wrote this I was thinking about this and and I was just sat watching it. I cannot believe what I'm watching here. This is really an incredible yeah. moment that yeah, you're just never going to forget. Right. And I think yeah. going back to the question about, you know, what's the best show in terms of like the memories that, you know, this, this has had, it's just, I can't believe some of this stuff really has happened, but mm-hmm. that was a really special moment to see Gloria working on her music with, with the cast. So that was really, really amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she, she's, she's, she was so giving, wasn't she? She was so generous with the time. I mean, you know, and like oh, she was her energies and everything. She was lovely. Um, James, you won't know Adam, but James is also a pretty accomplished drummer. Oh yeah, yeah, as Stop. well as a Come on. percussionist. Um, <laughs> and he, like he, he was already when we were at college, you were already heavily involved in playing drums and shows and things. Yeah, right? that's great. I was thinking about that today actually, because you know, aside from because I did a classical percussion course at what well, used to be the RSAMD, which is obviously now the RCS. Oh, okay. um, yeah, so I did my four years doing all that stuff. But, uh, you know, secretly on the underground, I was, I was playing in this, like, you know, discovered this musical theatre world, which was just yeah. unreal in those days. You remember, man. Yeah, it was, it was great fun. I, th- you know? I think the first time I saw you playing, you were playing Tommy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and good memory. Yeah, yeah band were yeah. all on stage. Played oh, with, my, with Dara yeah. and Lindsay and all that. Playing oh, Tommy goodness. with Simon no, that, Beck. That, oh, wait, that's right. With Simon Beck. Yeah, yeah incredible musician, musical yeah, director. Yeah, it was great fun. Um, that was unreal. I'd yeah. forgotten about that, actually. Yeah, yeah that and was then you did Children in Need as well. Do you remember that? Yeah, on the telly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Were, oh, were, man, that was fun. I, I got to see, you know, how TV works. You yeah, know? Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. So we, we were, you know, we were, were there on the day for Children in Need and the band were on before us. They were, they were doing their thing, doing their sound check. And I was like, man, these guys sound great. And I was like, they've got their own drum kit, you know, with the band name on the, on the drum head and all that. Yeah. I was like, these guys are like, yeah, they sound great. Anyway, as soon as they were finished, you know, Rip comes off the drum head. It's just the, the bog standard kit that they're using for everyone. I was like, okay, I didn't realize that was happening. That's like, <laughs> and then everyone's like, you know, obviously that's what happens. Like, yeah, yeah, of course. I, mean, I knew <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. I knew that, yeah. And then, and then of course, um, you know, they were like, well, obviously you're miming um, on stage. 
And I was like, am I? They're like, yeah, you know this. We recorded this weeks ago. I was like, oh, yeah, that's why we did that. Okay. Honestly, I felt like so... I, oh, I didn't realize how yeah, TV that's worked. really weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I was like, I just didn't realize that's how it worked. I'm like, yeah, of course, we recorded this weeks ago. Don't you remember? I was like, well, of course I remember, but I thought that would have been for something else. But mm-hmm. actually, no, of course... You know, we record... Um, the only person that's live are the singers. You know, the guys yeah. doing it for real. We were just miming on stage. Um, but yeah, that was, that was a fun gig. Yeah, I just got to see a lot about how TV works. Yeah. I had no idea. I'd never done it before. Yeah. yeah. Did you feel the need to, like... Because you knew you were miming, to, like, switch everyone's parts? Because <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen it, but there's a fantastic video of Muse. Like, they're playing in some sort... I think it's, like, Dutch or, like, some sort of... Either way, like, a different country. Like, mm. they're playing on the TV show, like, mm. their equivalent of Top and the Pops. Right. And then, um, like, all of a sudden it just pans around to Muse. And it's like, you just see Matt Bellamy going crazy on the drums. Like, they've just all switched parts because they're just like, we're miming anyway, so it's fine. That's like, right. I said, why don't I just play the trumpet for this? Come on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No <laughs> drummer. No just drummer. Yeah. yeah. No, that's right. But in those days, you know, I, I was kind of known as a, as a drummer. You know, I played a, f- a few orchestral things, you know, very few actually, but I was kind of known as a drummer. But when I entered this world, the first job offer I got was on percussion. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how people um, know me really as a percussionist. Mm-hmm. But I've done the odd drum stuff now and then, uh, you know, pantos and if there's a drum perk chair. Yeah. So I did Sound of Music on drums and percussion. You took over on a beat and, as well um, for a bit, Yeah, you? yeah, that was, again, that's all your fault. That, you know, <laughs> I, I thought, I, I was hoping you were going to bring that up. But um, yeah, no, yeah, that, that, was, that was interesting. So, I, you know, Dan and I had been on Evita for a long time, probably about 18 months or something. Mm. And then Dan um, went off to do something else, um, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about yeah. in, a, in a minute. But he um, left. And for whatever reason, there was just a situation where we couldn't find people to kind of cover the show. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone was busy. There was, everyone's schedule was kind of messed up. So in the end, they said, like, we're really struggling. I mean, they had to be struggling if they were asking me. <laughs> but, like, they were, you know, oh, really on. struggling. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, would you, because um, I had a depth who was good to go on, on my chair. So they were like, would you play drums and, until we can at least kind of get out of this mess mm. and figure out someone to come in? You know, and I, I'm, we're talking a Friday, this is a Friday, and, you know, we start the next venue on the Monday. And I was like, man, I just, Whoa. I don't know. You know, because I've, I've sat next to Dan for 18 months, but, you know, when you actually listen to what he's playing, I'm like, man, this is outrageous. There's no way I'm getting near this, you know. <laughs> So I thought, you know, I could make this situation a lot worse than it actually is by saying, yes, I'll do it. Because we have, you know, my debt was great. He was all fine. But I might come in and completely mess this up. <laughs> so actually, we're in even a worse position than we are now, not having a drummer. So, um, you know, I thought about it, thought about it and thought, all right, you know, you know, at least I know the music. I know it inside and out. So, I mean, you know, if I get really stuck, at least I kind of know what's going on, know where we're starting and stopping and clicks mm. and whatnot. So in the end, it was it was okay. It was all right. I think I got away with it um, until someone else, yeah, someone else, um, I think came in and to, to relieve me of my post. But I, I, went, I went back to percussion world. But yeah, no, it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was good fun. It was good. Yeah. But thanks for dropping me in that one. Then. What did you want to do then, Dan? So I I left that one at the time to go on to the Saturday Night Fever tour. Oh, okay, cool. Oh, that must have been so much fun. It was, it was awesome. It was really good stuff to play. And they, mm. they changed the production up slightly. So I think in the original production of it, um, it was very much like the cast was singing everything. And it, it was like, 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 a, like a normal musical is. Mm-hmm. But when the production I did, they had three guys, the band were basically on a platform at the top of the stage. And they had three guys who were sort of playing the BG. So whenever we had a a song come on they'd come on and sing it the cast did sing some things along with it too but they wanted it very close to the original album I think they had some they had something where they had it was either the stems or the filters or something they'd used on the one of the original albums right for it so it sounded 
very close to that coming through the system. Mm-hmm. So out front it was great. Um, I had to like drop the kit down like tuning wise and stuff just to like make it sound like the album and things. But it was a great play and it was a really good band on it as well. It was really nice. Um, but it was just a bit weird to have that thing where it was basically like the, the band were kind of on one bit, the cast were a separate entity, but they'd occasionally just sing backing vocals. So it was quite nice to do. And the yeah. music's awesome. Like you can't complain having that gig really. <laughs> yeah, quite totally. a nice thing to play. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, I think after that, while you were still on doing the Avita thing, I left and went to Joseph mm. after that. Um, and then when I left Joseph to come on to this, it was Dave Stewart yeah. who took over from me. Yeah. yeah. Um, who was a legend. Yeah. Absolute yeah. legend. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so it was quite nice to kind of have a bit of variety and do all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It was good. As it keeps it fresh for yourself as well. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's cool. Because obviously, there's no getting around it. You're playing the same show every day. Yeah. So you want to try and keep it as fresh as you can. And luckily, on the shows we've been on, we've had, I've probably mentioned it quite a lot already, but we've had quite a lot of flexibility all the time as we've gone in to do this kind of thing. So mm-hmm. we've been quite lucky in that respect. Mm. Yeah, really. that's right. Yeah. And so, I guess for the two of you, because you've played together so often as well, you kind of know each other kind of almost inside yeah. out in that kind of way because you know like what will work better between the two of you and like mm. how you both work as musicians that's yeah cool. <laughs> yeah that's right yeah we, it's it, i've never ever had uh, any sort of worries or issues you know whenever we yeah. whenever we work together i just know dan's gonna be absolutely mm. exactly where it needs to oh, come on look at his face it's like oh, come on <laughs> but you know it's always going to be exactly where it needs to be which for me is you know and in fact for everyone in the band it's just so easy bass players yeah. you know everyone knows what's going on and you know, in terms of what I'm playing on percussion, it's like, you know, Dan does make life very easy for me, I have to say, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, look at his little face, it's like, oh, come on, stop. <laughs> but, uh, no, yeah, no, but no, it's, we, we do, I think we do work well together and, you know, yeah. we've, we've been lucky, in fact, that we've been able to kind of move from show to show together quite a lot, actually, it's worked out well. Yeah, yeah, it's been nice. Is there always a takeaway from each show? So, like, you move on to the next show and from the, you take something from the last one mm. to bring with you, That's musically. Good, yeah, good question. Um, I th- yeah, I'd, I'd say so. I'd say it's more, it's more just... Because, like, you've been touring for a while, hadn't you, before we kind of met? Like, mm-hmm. I'm still kind of fairly new to the musical theatre thing-ish. I've only been doing it since... Evita was only my second show, which was three years ago. Okay. So I suppose every experience is just a learning curve still for me. It's kind of like learning to play with clicks and, and the tech involved on some of the shows and things as well. Mm-hmm. You're always just constantly trying to improve and, and learning stuff and, and having to deal with doing, playing the same show every night as well like mm-hmm. it, it is something that you need to get used to because mm-hmm. I know I know some guys who, who, who wouldn't want to do that and do the same thing every night but it's it's an art form in itself so I think it's really cool to do mm-hmm. um, but yeah, Dave, I suppose, Dave's talked about that I think yeah, yeah. About, like not a lot of guys a lot of guys are willing to do the theatre stuff but they're not wanting to necessarily tour it all the time you know yeah so, yeah. yeah I suppose it, it's one of them things really I suppose it's you've got to have a certain kind of mentality for it I think um, yeah. but it's it's great though like especially with a show like this when, when you, you've got flexibility and you can you can do you can change it up within reason like yeah. if you want to and stuff which helps um, but yeah for me it's just trying to learn from each show and mm. trying to apply that really mm. I think basically yeah I think from from a sort of percussion perspective I think there's a, that's a massive massive thing because quite often you know you play shows I mean you know a, a direct a real contrast would be from I mentioned it earlier going from On Your Feet to West Side Story mm. you know which is the two things are in terms of instruments it's sort of worlds apart really um, so for me it's you know I, I, you know getting all this stuff ready the, sort of the Latin stuff the Congress of Timbales 
and then moving on to West Side, I was like, actually, this will really inform what I'm going to play in that mambo section of, 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 mm. of the dance at the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, while I'm trying to remember how to play four mallet vibes, <laughs> you know, well, that's all, well, that's a good, yeah, at least, you know, but then again, it's nice because, uh, you know, you kind of freshen up those skills as well because I you know, hadn't played four mallet vibes for a long, long time probably yeah. probably mm-hmm. honestly probably since college it yeah. just hadn't come up you mm-hmm. know four mallet marimba stuff had come up a fair bit on, on various things but you know the vibe stuff hadn't really happened so it was nice to kind of revisit that mm-hmm. and kind of freshen that up and then go back to this so you know so everything's kind of I think from a percussion perspective it's trying to keep everything as sharp as possible which is so, which is very difficult because you know you no know, you can't have a, a you know a studio on tour where everything is set up and you can kind of go in and play so it was nice to revisit those kind of the classical skills as, as it yeah. were like I learned at college and then, yeah. and then kind of revisit that world that was nice and then moving away from that coming back to this you know it was um yeah, it was it was nice to kind of be back in that sort of like okay, cool, back in the Latin world now. Mm-hmm. Can put the formalic vibes away for a little while <laughs> and come back to those later. Thank goodness, you know. But, um, yeah, I think there's you take you do take a lot from show to show to mm. show. I think yeah. it's impossible, you know. And the way things are going, who knows what's going to be coming up next? I mean, yeah. you know, I've sat in on um, and you know this as well because you've sat in, I think, on Hamilton. Am I right in saying? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And you know, with so Tim. The, the, with Tim exactly, and uh, you know, from the percussion chair. Uh, which is um, the amount of technology that's involved in that chair is unreal. Like he's firing clicks and he's firing, you know, things that really make the show happen. And mm-hmm. I sat in on Kinky Boots, which was the same thing. And I remember thinking at the time, this is unreal. You know, the drummer um, on um, Kinky Boots, um, I was like, man, the part's hard enough. And, but he was firing the, the clicks from this side of the kit. I'm now pointing to my right. And then this side <laughs> of the kit, on the, I was like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. You know, so you just never know what you're going to need going forward. So, you know, mm. I think it's always important to try and take something from one show to the next, you know, because mm. you just never know what you're going to be asked to do next. You know, yeah, with yeah, these pads sure. and these shows that are coming out, you're thinking, oh man, where's this going to end? It's mm. funny, it's, it sounds like a lot of the stuff you learn is stuff that you can't learn at college. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like I, I, I loved my musical education and I'm sure you guys did as well, but I don't think it ever actually preps you for going out and working. Mm. You know, so learning how to navigate just an ensemble of people on tour for a, for a year yeah, and yeah. learning how to like stay healthy and mm. learning how to you know like get tuned into playing the same thing every single night because yeah. that's really hard yeah that's true mm. I thought about that that's true yeah you know it's like, I, I, I don't know that any college that has a class yeah. playing the same thing yeah <laughs> you know? yeah yeah. I, wonder, I wonder how how they'd incorporate that actually because that's I've never thought about that before because I think I think between the sort of three or three tours that I did of Evita I think I probably did about a thousand shows Whoa. and you think you know how, it, that is right you'd never be prepared yeah of course you're prepared to play the instruments yeah. you know that's kind of expected but yeah I'd never thought about that but, I, mean, sort of, I don't know if you remember how many performances you would have done of an opera college a week yeah that's right you probably know, about something like that yeah. and did you study that Yes, I went to Birmingham Conservatoire. Right, okay. Um, so a similar thing. Yeah, again, did the orchestral course, the right. same as James. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, I loved my time there. It was amazing, it was quality. But it's, um, back then, there wasn't really much in the way, it was like a strictly orchestral course. There right. wasn't really much in the way of musical theatre, knowledge, uh-huh. or anything like that. I think now, I had to go back the other day um, to do some stuff there. And the course there now is, they have got like, they do a lot of musical theatre. They go over to Cuba uh, once a year as well mm. and do things there uh-huh. and stuff so I think th- the course there I'm, I'm guessing it's probably going to be the same at some different institutions as well like in London and Scotland and things but yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I would have thought that a lot of more courses are trying to incorporate that now. Mm-hmm. But back when I was there, it, it wasn't a thing at all. It was mm-hmm. like, here's your orchestral rep. Yeah, you can do a bit of drum kit as well if yeah. you want. But the main thing, like the main thing when I was there, was just formatic. Remember, was kind of a heavy emphasis there. Okay, um, but there was nothing in the way of musical theatre or anything like that there mm-hmm. at the time. But it, it's quite. I find theatre is a, re- a really well-rounded thing to to attempt because it's like you end you end up playing a lot of different styles, getting for incorporated sure. into it and stuff. And so it's quite a, a good thing for people to learn how to do and just to follow mm-hmm. charts from and things yeah. and just to do it. But but yeah, back when I was at college, there was never really anything like that at the time. No, not at all. I mean, I think you had, James, you had to find it yourself, didn't you? Yeah, that's right. Well, I, I, you know, I listened back to your podcast you did with Louis Abbott, and you know, I followed in his footsteps, really. And when I got to my third year, <clears throat> excuse me, I was sort of thinking, I don't think I'm going to be a timpanist. I'm just not mm-hmm. good enough, really. Mm-hmm. And I don't love it. You know, mm-hmm. I think you know, our head of department, Kurt, who was the LSO timpanist for, you know, forever, played yeah. the original Star Wars yeah. recordings, an absolute <laughs> legend. He, he loved it. He absolutely loved it. And I thought, I, I don't love timpani in the same way mm-hmm. as you do. I, I kind of love playing the drums and playing percussion in, in this sort of pop musical theatre world. That's what I enjoy. But, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, I had to struggle to get that from him. He, I, I sort of, that conversation where I had to say to him, I love Tim's, but I don't want to study them anymore. That didn't go down very well with him, mm-hmm. um, as you can imagine. But in the end, he let me do it, and I, I spent more time with Dave Hassel. But, um, and, and Alan Koska, actually. I had yeah, some yeah, lessons so, with yeah. Alan, and yeah. he blew my mind on, you know, it was incredible. And I th- actually thought, I need to go back and start again, because I didn't start this until my fourth year at college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I've got to go back and start this again. I, you know, there's not, I, could, I need four years on this Latin stuff, and yeah. four years on the jazz. I mean, it's just incredible. The amount that you sort of, I, need, I felt like I needed to, to learn in order to get out and work. But just going back to your point about the, um, you know, they don't prepare you in college for this stuff. I think, you know, you and I, Dan, would have both done um, the West Side Story um, repertoire, mm. you know, the, 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 uh, the formality stuff in Cool and uh, a couple of other bits and bobs. The tongue bits and stuff. Yeah, exa- exactly, yeah, yeah. And, and the Mambo in classes and stuff. But actually, when I came to do it for real, this is the first time I'd done it professionally. I'd done a few amateur versions of it, but, you know, by the time you get to cool cool is number eight and you by that point you've done the overture you've done the jet song you've done the mambo all the dance at the gym mm-hmm. you've done america then you get to play cool mm-hmm. and i was like i'm exhausted man i am absolutely <laughs> knackered before i even start this tune i'm mm-hmm. exhausted and that's what i didn't realize you know out of context you play these rep like, hooray i can play mm-hmm. happy days but actually, when I did it for real, I was like, oh, my God, I really, I was not prepared for how difficult this is going to be. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we did it for about nine weeks, I think. It was a sort of a Christmas run, wasn't it, at the Leicester yeah, Curve? Like that, yeah, So after, you know, three or four weeks, you kind of, everything settled down and it's not such a big deal. But I remember thinking, man, I'm not, I wasn't prepared for this at all. Yeah. So it's interesting that you say that, because I don't think there's, there's any way you could really no, get prepared for that. I remember that. watching, mm. we, I got to sit in, you talk about Murdoch, I, I got to sit yeah. in when he was on Wicked with Alan. Yeah. And he had oh, three right. pads. Yeah, right, exactly. Round, yeah. The, round his percussion setup. And I think his percussion booth was bigger than the drum booth. Yeah. The amount of instruments he had to mm. play in. Mm. He would have his pad set up at whatever instrument it was, at whatever song he needed it to be at that time. So and he was just basically running around in a circle. That's right, yeah. Nothing is going to teach you how to do that. Man. No. Mm-hmm. Do you know what? I, I learned more from sitting in with um, Murdoch mm-hmm. when he was on Mamma Mia. I learned more in that afternoon than I had in my sort of two or three years at college. That's I was blo- yeah, I was blown away by what, by what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And um, he let me play the tambourine in one of the numbers as well. <laughs> and I say, you know, I, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing with this. Because he, you know, I was watching him play the pop tambourine. I'd just never seen it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was incredible. And, you know, in fact, thinking about it now, 
um, I got the opportunity to go to London and sit in on a few shows and you know, to, you know being connected with Murdoch he kind of put me in touch with the guys in London and mm-hmm. I sat in on Wicked I sat in on a few things and I was just blown away by the way they set things up you yeah. know like in like you say like in a circle I, I just we you know we set up in a in yeah. a line you yeah. know the Tim's at one end tune at other and like you know orchestral stuff in the middle yeah and that was all I was aware of, really. But when I mm. went and sat in with them, they had stuff on the walls, they had stuff. Yeah. So when I got to do Evita, I was like, I'm a, the only way I'm going to do this is if I set this up in like a little donut and I'm going to sit in the middle on a swivelly, you know, yeah. Tim stool. And that's the only <laughs> way I'm going to get to this stuff. But yeah, I didn't learn that at college at all. I learned yeah. that from, from watching these guys do it. I mean, you know, they were mm. on... And I'm always very grateful for that because, I, you know, had I not have seen that, I just wouldn't have been aware that that's the thing yeah. that mm. went on. Yeah, it's kind you of know. bonkers, really, isn't it? It is, and yeah. I wonder whether people are going into colleges now. I mean, I've been in and done a few classes in, in colleges. I've been to the, the Royal Welsh and Trinity, and they were quite receptive to these classes. And mm. I, I wish that I'd have had that going, yeah. you know, growing up in, in the college. But uh, Adam, I wonder if you would because Adam went to college, college rather than university. So, mm. and I always find colleges to be more um, geared towards pushing people into work. So you can yeah. maybe tell me if that's true. Well, yeah, like my experience certainly in theatre world was. The course I did was a rock and pop course, but there was also, like, separately from that, a musical theatre course. Mm. So the whole idea was the the pop, rock and pop students played the music in the shows for the mm. musical theatre stuff. Yeah. So it was, like, basically it was kind of training you up a little bit without you realising it to be in that kind of world. Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess in terms of formal, like, this is what it's going to be like once you leave here. Like, there was definitely none of that. Mm. Right, okay. So mm. it's like... Obviously, they can only show you so much, so they'll just be like, "Here's like what it's going to be like in a studio," or mm. but it's you know yourself, like you, even you just spoke about it for the past yeah. ten minutes, like yeah. how it's very different from that sometimes, like yeah, and like what you expect it to be in your head mm. and reality is maybe not quite mm. the same. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. I mean, what's it like for you on drums for for percussion? You know, even things like it's dark in the pit; you can't see much. <laughs> Yeah. I was like, man, I can't see what I'm doing. I don't know where I've left anything. Where, yeah. you know, where, yeah. did, I, where did I put that? Yeah. And maybe on the drums, at least, maybe, you know, you're sat in the one chair kind of facing your music, at least you've got a half a fighting chance of like, yeah. you know, being in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think the stand light helps. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I suppose the, the, back to the education side of things, I think it's um, the main education with this art form anyway that I kind of, we're just going out and just playing for amateur dramatic shows yeah. all the time and I think you, you did a lot of that as well as we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier on mm-hmm. I think that that's really the biggest influence on being able to do it now yeah, yeah. because you, you've, you've, you've like I said because there was nothing in colleges about it you, you just you'd have to learn it on the job so mm-hmm. you kind of get thrown into the deep end and you, you kind of just deal with it there and then yeah, I suppose yeah. you've got to just pick things up then that can help you in your future with it mm-hmm. Um, yeah, def- you definitely learn a lot by doing going out with a car full of stuff to, to yeah. play on, I mean, on a gig. I, I, I did you know. my first one in a while. I did Oliver last week. Oh man! Yeah. So trying oh, to read that part, I had actually had to put the temp parts on electronics oh, nice. because oh, right. yeah. because yeah, I can't. Yeah. There was no room yeah, for temps co- in yeah, the pit. Yeah, of course. So um, like, yeah, that's right. Find yeah. some samples. That's like, right. Yeah, and then like note your part to see which pad this one's on, which pad this note's on, which pad this note's on. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know where do you set your jam block up? You know, we had just got into the pit, and the bass player was told to move because all of a sudden he was in a sight line. Mm. And it's like, you know, these, these, <laughs> yeah. no one's ever going to prep you for any of that. And no. you realise on show one or rehearsal one, shit, I've set my jam block up on the wrong side. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I don't have enough gear with me to now rig it on the other side, and I'm going to be in the piano player's mm. road yeah. if I, you know, yeah, you just yeah, learn yeah. to make 
your left hand do something it's never done before because <laughs> you've set it up at a weird angle and shit right well, we're in now yeah. you know it's kind of counted off so you better it get actually, it right it was really interesting looking at your setup from an outside perspective because mm-hmm. it looked absolutely bonkers yeah you know I had to, I had to have my 12 I only played a, a four piece kit so I had my 12 inch tom on the right hand side instead of on the left hand side so I could get the music stand in because <laughs> no one ever teaches you that your music stand needs to be in front of the conductor mm. the drum kit music stand's always been to the left over the hi-hat that's right yeah. and then you realise that you can't see the conductor <laughs> yeah yeah so right how am I going to work this out and you're like you're, you know, your crash symbol's the highest thing on the planet because it's yes. got to get over the music stand <laughs> But you still got to be able to turn it. Ah, it's yeah, wild. that's so true. It's like, wild. They need to run like a problem-solving totally course. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Before you even get the pet, you need a whiteboard or a drawing. Yeah, Lesson one: You've never played an instrument that's on this pad. Yes. How are you going to do that? Exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. No. Yeah, that, but I think that's a that's a huge part of it, isn't it? Thinking about how you're going to set stuff up. Yeah. Every time you you, you get a new yeah. show, it must be the same for for drums. I'm sure. Also, we t- sorry, Anna, we spoke okay. to Alan Dale about this as well. You might not even be on your own gear. For yeah. the drum pad, you might have the, the company might provide the kit. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? true. So that's quite common, actually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. now, now more than ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, especially tours like you know, if a show's in London and then it goes out on a tour, that happens a lot. Like the Motown tour, they wanted everything identical: guitars, bass, yeah. amps, everything had to yeah. be the same. Because they can just turn the board on, recall yeah, the setting, exactly, yeah. and exactly. it's just saved all yeah. this time. Yeah, yeah, weird. I don't know. Maybe you should start a course. Maybe that should be a thing we do. Yeah, man. Just, like, yeah. just give him like you know. Here's here's the here's the score. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you've got half an hour to figure out how you know, to set this up. Yeah. Your next your next time you're you in a college. Yeah. Like an example of here. Yeah. Just do that. Here's the pad. Yeah. I'll be, I'm going for a coffee. I'll be back. Mm. This should be set up by the time I get yeah. back, and we're yeah, just yeah. going to start running it. Yeah. You know. It's true, mm. and I enjoyed that. I loved when I sat in with people. Loved seeing how they solve their problems. Mm-hmm. You know, like they've attached this to that clamp, and yeah. I'm like, had I would never have thought of that. That's yeah. so smart. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I enjoyed that a lot. But uh, we get to do that in the shop. People will bring us problems like oh, that. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I need oh, to do this. How to do it? You know, like okay, hardware options. What have you got? Mm-hmm. You know, like figuring out what symbol stacker to use or what boom arm's going to have a swivel mm. like head on it so you can get it and under yeah. you can get a splash symbol between your crash your hi-hats or something yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's always an element of preparing for total and utter failure as well <laughs> yeah. you know make sure you've got an extra one of this an extra because yeah. I mean the times you're like okay I've, I've completely messed this up <laughs> luckily I've got another thing yeah. to kind of break that and stick that on there yeah, yeah. and just gaffer that to that you know yeah. just it's those things I just you just learned it as, as yeah. time goes on you learn yeah. it the hard way of yeah, course through a drum head. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh don't talk to me about this I mean you <laughs> oh, remember man. when we were in London um, I went through oh, yeah. uh, so in London we did we did you know <laughs> matinee and evening show on a Saturday and we had one show on a Sunday 3pm on a Sunday um, Saturday night evening show having a great time I think there's about four bar little timbale solo at the end of the uh, play out and I'm having a lovely time. And just before we get to this, I, I don't even know how it happened. I split the 15-inch timbale head. As I was playing, I was like, I have absolutely no idea where I'm going to get one of these from. Play this solo. I've no, I've, no one's going to be open on a Sunday. No way. And I, you know, we finished the show, and I'm, I'm panicking already. I'm like, I don't know what to do about this. Long story short, you know, I, I spoke to a few people, sent a few messages to the guys in London. Uh, Matt Whittington, thank you very much. Uh, he's on the Thriller tour. Half hour call, yeah. Half an hour call. Okay. Sorry, he's, he's on Thriller in town. He said, I've got one. Yeah, no worries. But I can't be, I can't meet you until, I've got a family stuff going on. Yeah. I can't meet you until 10 to 3 
um, tomorrow. Our show starts at three. Shit. I was like, man, this is my only option. So yeah. yeah, let's do it. And I mean, he's like, he's like live tweeting me. Uh, I'm, I'm at this on the tube coming in. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm at this I'm at this station. Uh, there's a delay. I've had to run upstairs. I was like, I don't think this is going to happen. So I had to tell the guys, like, I, you know, I will be back um, to play, but. Um, you know, there is no drum head on this drum at the moment. Uh, you know, so f- fortunately, he was a total legend. He he sort of ran up the tube steps, handed me this this drum head. I handed him a bottle of wine to say thank you, <laughs> and I sprinted back and just like put the head on. You know, and off we went. It sounded dreadful, but there was a, there was a head on the Brilliant. thing. Oh, but yeah, I learned the hard way that yeah. day. Oh my god! So th- now I've got head spare heads for absolutely everything because yeah, yeah, that yeah. cannot happen again. No. You know, yeah. I was just thought, I don't know how I'm going to solve this problem, but it happened, and yeah. you know, it's just one of those things. In a way, it's almost like good that it happened because now it's made you like, oh, shit, yeah, I'd never want to be in that position <sighs> ever again. Like, yeah, I bought three of everything. Like, <laughs> totally. <laughs> spent my weekly salary on like spare heads. You know? Yeah, totally. yeah. I so, did. I did a similar thing on a wedding gig one night. First, mm. the first dance first hit of the snare drum and I've never seen a drum head split in oh half God. like this it like <laughs> literally went in half yeah and I was like oh <sighs> shit naturally of course spare snare drum in the car oh, where's the car yeah. 20 minutes away oh, oh no <laughs> so I had to what I had to do was for the first half of the whole set flip the drum oh, over God. and like yeah. hit the resonant side but like I was just like right ramp the gain up in this snare drum microphone and I'm just going to tap it and hopefully out there it sounds like I'm nailing it like come on please but oh, it's horrible I've that to pedal spring halfway through a first set with no spare oh Ooh. no yeah and I, I tried to play the bass drum on the floor Tom which did not oh, happen God. and the band are pissing themselves like hold on we're going to go into a DJ set right now you know put some yeah. put some tunes on to try and figure it out luckily we were in Edinburgh and the bass player happened to know the jazz bar really well so mm. he nicked around and grabbed one but I had, at one point I had the keyboard player trying to weld it Oh my God. He had, he had a, a, a welding long gear. story, but yes, he had welding gear in his van. He had, I had, a, sorry, that's, sorry. That's real no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Sold it in iron. Sorry, not okay. welding it. They're very different. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, wouldn't that have been fantastic if he had like the whole mask and everything? Yeah. Like, he, hang on. He has right. iron man. Yeah. But, um, he was trying to solder the metal back together, and the metal was so soft that it was just oh, no. melting. And oh. shit, how are we going to do this? It happened to my wife playing a gig. And she managed to nail it with some cable ties, just like smart. Yeah, she's smarter than me for sure. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying to solder it and send the people round the round the venues to help me out. But oh yeah, God, this must Man. have happened to you. You kind of survived unscathed. I've, I've had a few things. I've had I had one head go through when I used to do some original band stuff, and I didn't have a spare with me at all, so I just had to flip it around and play on the snare side. Oh yeah, and it was yeah. like a band that was kind of. Um, we, it was a kind of mix of like Red Hot Chili Peppers meets Rage Against the Machine oh, meets, so it was really heavy yeah. and, um, but it just sounded like terrible on this on the <laughs> snare side it just, the snare was just like it was horrendous but yeah I think um, there hasn't really been anything else that's been too drastic since then I don't think no, like you. I don't, yeah I don't think so anyway you're saying that it'll happen tonight oh, God, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, just thinking that yeah, both sticks snap at the same time <laughs> can you imagine yeah. has, has that ever happened to anyone that'd be amazing man it did happen on that one gig actually I snapped one on one song and then one afterwards on one of these shows in London I think brilliant um, yeah one no it was the same yeah it was the same song <laughs> Yeah, that's playing with one stick and it snapped. It was quite an old one anyway. It was on the way out, and then got a new one out. Hit the ride bell, and that one snapped. Magic. Oh, <laughs> the, the new one snapped. Uh, yeah, I think it was new. Wow. You know, you just dump them back in your stick yeah. bag. I think, yeah. I think, I think it was new. I'm not, I'm not entirely certain. Brilliant. But that's it was still cool. painful yeah. to see. <laughs> and naturally, like when you go to grab your stick bag, or grab one out, you pull out a rod. 
obviously. Or a Malibu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Or, 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 that, or that miscellaneous 2B that's been in there for 14 years <laughs> yeah, yeah. and never used. <laughs> it's got some mental value, you just can't throw it away. Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's like bestowed upon you. Well, if you've got a half hour call, we should probably think about letting you guys go together because yeah, I know you've yeah, got to get so. changed and yeah. stuff. Apart from the tour, what's next for you guys? Just more of this and then see what happens. Well, this finishes in May, start right. of May. This um, year? This year, yeah, wow, okay. yeah, yeah, this year. And then um, we're supposed to be going to Singapore, but of course, when this is being recorded, they're, they're talking about coronavirus every five seconds. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's happening anymore. Yeah. We'll find out. So yeah, it's just basically seeing if that happens, basically. Right. And do you guys have socials where people can find y'all? Yes. Yeah. Um, so on Instagram, James Gorman Music. Mm-hmm. There's not there's not a heavy amount of things. There's there. some good things on there, though, man. Oh, so man I watched some stuff today. There's some nice good drum stuff say. on there. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, thank you, you very know. much. Yeah. I think nowadays, you know, just br- very briefly, I think that's like a, a sort of online CV now. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, time, I, I don't yeah. put yeah. much on there, but just a v- couple of videos, just so people are like, "Who is this guy? Can we check him out?" And yep. you know, it's it's there. Yep. I, you know, I'm not Absolutely. really one. Um, to put out stuff that kind of shows off me doing crazy stuff eggs yeah. I can't do it and uh, B I just don't think anyone's that interested but just a couple of videos that are there just so people can say alright yeah what's he yeah. done what's he played on that kind yeah. of thing Yeah. so that's me James Gorman Music on Instagram Great. Yeah, and mine is Dan Hayward Music brilliant so Dan H-A-Y-W-A-R-D Great. okay we'll link all these in the show and all that and your names will be in the title so Boys, it was great chatting to you. Thank you very much. You guys, thank you for having us. Yeah, thank all, you. Not at all. It's been a pleasure. And, uh, next time you're in town, give us a shout and we'll catch up. I'll make sure I'm on time next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't like me for a drum. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thanks again and we'll, we'll catch you next time. Thank, thank you, guys. Nice Cheers. Bye.